couldn't I? I'm going to do that, Jared. I'm going to start recording. Got some nice untranslatables, as usual, coming your way, Jared, so I hope you're ready. I'm, I'm ready. I can't we're wait. Talking, we're talking about American food. I'm excited. Yeah. I uh, have been fasting for uh, two weeks prior to this episode, Jared, to get my mind in the right Zen state to uh, the least American thing you can do. I, on the other hand, have been binging <laughs> copious amounts. I've just been hitting Taco Bell, McDonald's, Wendy. Nice. I've been hitting all the staples. All uh, the for stops. The pa- for every day, every meal has been a different, you know, Dunkin' Donuts one morning, Tim Hortons one morning. Ooh, that's Canadian. Star- Watch out. Touche. I had to do some wow. control. Yeah, you better yes. watch out, eh? Yes, Chad. But any good researcher <laughs> is going to compare against other, you know, against key competitors. That's fair. You know, that's fair. And what I've you determined is, you can still enjoy is, your Timmy hose. No worries. After one uh, thing of Timbits and a coffee, what I determined is not not worthy of even being in the conversation with American chains anyway. Mm. So it doesn't matter. It's uh, hard to beat that American breakfast, Jared. That's for sure. It's hard to beat. Yeah, listen. This is going to be a maybe a controversial statement, but I'm going to say right now, I think American food might be the best in the world. Woo! I hope you don't Mike cut drop. that out of the podcast. <laughs> uh, you're going to get us canceled, Jared, but I, I'm actually going to stand Hume. by you. I'm going to stand by you, though, dude, because I, I agree. I mean, there's a all lot all of great cuisines is, in the world, but all we do is improve on things, you know? Yep. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying for the sure. tactics for how we become about these great foods are are uh, righteous because they're not. What we do is we take other nope. people's stuff and we're like, "Yeah, right, I see what you're doing, but let's do it. Let's do it right." <laughs> it's not it's not righteous by any means, Jared, but it is delicious. You have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shame in the game. And and honestly, man, like. I've had friends visit from abroad, and they're just kind of like, "Okay, I see, I see why you have uh, some people who are a little bit bigger in this country now." I have another reason why American food is the best in the world, but I'll sl- I'll save that for the uh, for the main portion. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, let's get this song going. I'm excited, Jared. I forgot what we were here for. Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about American food. Um, if the uh, intro is still there, or, or we'll just have to say it later this episode, or we'll just declare it now, we do believe, even though we are biased as Americans, that uh, American food is some of the best food in the world, hands down. Uh, and we're here to talk about it today. And uh, we've got a lot to cover because there are so many different American foods. The crazy thing is, at the beginning, I thought to myself, what what even is American food, right? Because when you think of a lot of places, you can really think of like one or two very specific dishes, right? Or for example, like Italian food, people tend to go for pizza, pasta, stuff like that, right? Gelato, of course. But with American food, there's just so many different things. So we are going to cover those today and talk about them. And I could not do that without my co-host and my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. 
nice to be here. Nice to talk about the greatest food in the world. Um, I agree with you. I mean, you know, you spoke for me, I guess. I don't have to agree with you. That American food is 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 up there with the best, and um, and we'll get into why. But uh, but I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, you could also it kind of it kind of it's nah, that's rude. I'm not going to say it. It's it's, it's kind of reflected it. reflected it. in some of our um, in some of our health stats mm. uh, how good our food is. <laughs> and now, granted, we are not saying American food is the healthiest food in the world. We're talking when we say good, we mean like taste, experience. Yeah, looks Pe- all the all the great things. Looks, oh yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because I thought a great way to start. Have you heard about a new joint venture between two American greats? No, it's flaming hot Mountain Dew. <laughs> so like flaming hot Cheetos, and and Mountain Dew, but flaming hot. So spicy Mountain Dew is what you're telling me, Jared. How about a spicy soda, Chad? Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew are teaming up to create Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. They say the sweet citrus uh, flavor of Mountain Dew combined with the spicy kicked up flavor of Flamin' Hot Hot is the most extreme taste experience yet. I mean, I don't disagree with that sentence. (laughs) No, I think that sentence is as accurate as it gets. Extreme as a Actually or not, accurate as it gets, for sure. The drink will be available only online starting Tuesday, August 31st. Uh, oh, okay. Tomorrow. Interesting strategy, selling it online. Mountain Dew's virtual Dew store will, <laughs> 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 will supply while supplies last. Uh, the website currently lists the special flavors uh, as sold out. How is See? that possible? Yep. They're, because they're they said that internet scarcity, Jared, so they can jack up the price. But they say and it goes more. on sale on the thirty first. That's tomorrow. Maybe there's well, there was a pre sale pre order. Maybe okay, coming soon ex- exclusively. Oh, it says coming soon. This website was wrong. Uh, That's just, crazy though. So so fiery hot. Coming soon Dew. exclusively on the Dew Store. Starting this is from Mountain Dew's website, and it's just as. You'd expect there's flames. Yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> there's so like a BMX biker <laughs> doing a backflip in the background or something. No, but I'm shocked uh, that I'm I'm really shocked. I'm really shocked that there that that there's not. Uh, Mountain Dew created the first ever beverage combining sweet citrus. Oh, that's they just said the exact same thing. That. Um, so yeah, limited two cases of Mountain Dew. Well, how do you feel about this, Chad? I mean, it, dude. I have to say, you have. Uh, I just have to give my hats off to you because that is a great start to this episode <laughs> about a, like the concept of American food, even though technically that's a drink or a food and a drink combined. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's just really funny because the whole the whole thing with American food is we just all all we do is flavor blast everything. Yeah, the flavor blastification of food. Right. <laughs> like, why do the- you need this sweet citrusy taste of Mountain Dew paired with? Fiery hot Cheetos. Like, and why? I mean, first of all, flaming hot Cheetos is already a, uh, a flavor blast of a flavor blast. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like normal You've Cheetos. Never had those before? Are, yeah. <laughs> normal Cheetos are already a flavor blast, and then you. The, I've actually. I don't think I've ever had flaming hot Cheetos in my life. Really? Uh, maybe one or two, but they've never appealed to me in any sense. Yeah, they're not that great. I'm not a big fan of them either. But they've had a real resurgence in the past, like decade. Like they're huge. Kids right. love them, yep. and um, 
and I have no interest in them. Mountain Dew is another thing I have no interest in. But this, right? I might be in- able to get behind. Instead <laughs> of that, uh, instead of that um, orange Cheeto residue, you get a red one with the fiery hot, the flaming yeah. hot Cheetos. But honestly, I bet you it's going to turn it, your tongue red. For sure, it's going to turn your tongue right? red. Right. Well, I mean, this from a from a marketing standpoint makes a billion times, like a billion percent sense. Imagine, you know, like, I imagine, totally see it. Imagine some internet savvy college kid i guess you don't have to be internet savvy you just have to get there first some college kid like getting this and like you know mixing it what, what would be like what would what would be the college booze drink what would this be mixed with i picture oh, that's a good question i picture whiskey whiskey that's a terrible combination because the sp- oh, oh the no spice, you're right the sweet and yeah. spice i see what you're doing there actually well i was thinking more and of we're just talking like shit people... whiskey by the way we're not talking like top right. shelf stuff <laughs> this no is no yeah i'm talking like drink. What yeah, is it? Black velvet. Whiskey. You know that was the one you can get a plastic half or, gallon of black velvet Canada, for like twenty dollars. Oh, what was oh, that one? Canada uh, Goose. Is that the one? Yeah. That, oh yes. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College memories. Oh man. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I was thinking like the spicy with the like because people also do Fireball uh, with like don't but they that, sometimes mix that with other whiskeys too? Or yeah, no? yeah, 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 yeah. Just imagine the Fireball. I mean, I don't think that would mix, but that would be the ultimate. Like flavor blast. college drink American flavor but blast. Oh, Ameri- for sure. <laughs> like that would be oh my god. Um yeah, so I just thought this was a perfect representation. Now, we're generally in this episode going to talk about real food, stuff that doesn't for the most part. Well, actually, this is a lie. I was gonna say stuff that doesn't burn <laughs> your insides, but that's not really true. Right. Uh, we're, we're not gonna most, we're not gonna talk about beverages that burn your insides. No. I want to focus on food today. I think we can do a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, separate for sure. drink episode. But I thought this was just point. I, I I saw this a couple oh, it's days hilarious. ago, and I'm, I'm like, glad you brought I'm like, it up. When I saw this on Twitter, like I'm like, oh, okay, so there is a god because how is this popping up on my newsfeed days before we're about to talk about American food? Right. It's <laughs> it's so funny though, dude. It's that kind of reminds me in a way of like 7-Eleven where they had like the Slurpee Day and you could bring your own container. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 7-Eleven. Like also just super American in some way. Like, and like it was all free you can Slurpee eat Day in general. So you could get free right. ones. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffets. Is, buffet, that's, is that an American thing? Well, technically the word is French. Le buffet. Buffet. But I get, Going but to <laughs> Buffet tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what they called it. Right, post nine eleven was the buffet. The get Buffett's? some freedom fries at the buffet. That's right, <laughs> America. Um, um, oh, please go ahead. Did you have I, to I do want to bring up something as well, Jared, because we talked about this a little bit in our last episode about like unwritten, unspoken rules a in different bit. We had places. A whole episode about it. I, uh, but I want to mention this as well. So I've been just really enjoying reading through this Penn State kind of guide to american culture because it's it's a short website it's not a lot of stuff and it's kind of interesting i wanted to talk to you about some of these points jared and see see where we all fall and if we if we agree with this um well i think a lot of them we can agree with but we i want to discuss them anyways first things first in general do you do you how do you feel about this statement jared in general americans eat quietly with their mouths closed uh, I agree with the mouths closed. That's definitely an unspoken rule, at least here in the U.S. But right. I, I, listen, I don't, you've never been to my family's house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's nothing quiet about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like the, the mouth closed, though, you see it a lot with, like, movies and TV and, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a, 
I know like the quiet thing is interesting in general to mm-hmm. me because we in general are known for being loud. So I don't know That's where the quiet true. part comes from. Maybe the eating itself is quiet. Like uh, I don't know don't about you, Jared, but if people noises, are going, you mean? Uh, I see. And that I sense, would just oof. Oh, if you mean quiet in that sense, then I'd agree with you. I thought you meant like right. quiet as in like conversation is subdued and quiet. But uh, I guess I think, you mean li- right. they mean literally eating quietly. Like I their believe mouth. so. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree with that. That all kind of goes together with the right. chew with your mouth closed. That's that's fair. Okay, Burping yeah. is seen as rude and is not a compliment to the cook. But it's funny. They didn't, put, yes, they didn't it add is. that in there. Yes, that seems they, like a they gross should, oversight. They, they should have added that. So, right. so, so, yes, I agree with both of those. But in a, if, 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 if a well-placed burp could really call, bring a laugh out, which is not oh, a bad sure. thing at a party. Hey, but when it could we also were, be not good if someone's like. When we were living at the fraternity, man, uh, that definitely would have gotten some laughs, probably. <laughs> yeah, and that's a great example. We're sitting around drinking our flaming hot Mountain Dews. Exactly. Laughing and at burps and burp. farts. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if you don't get flaming farts. A perfect American evening. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love this next point here, Jared. Americans like sweets. Okay, I mean, sure. I don't know. I, I guess so. More than other places? That's that's where I'm See, confused. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because that's where I was sure, thinking. Sure, of course, I, I'd agree with that, but who doesn't? I mean, sugar right. is, is like a dr- li- literal drug. I, who, like, I don't know. And, and the U.S. has good candy, but I don't know if they have the... the I don't, I don't think know. we do. Uh, I think it depends on yeah, your no, parameters I think we for like the best candy. I, I still think we do. I think this goes because we. But um. But yeah, no. But like, I don't know about that one. I mean, sure, yeah, that's true. Right. But you it's can say true. that for all, so many places. Exactly. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. But the thing is about Americans, like most and sweets, of the world, right? I think I think the the thing about sweets though is number one, a lot of stuff in America is sweeter. And two is that we do, at least in my family and when I was growing up, we always had some type of little dessert, you know? Um, I can imagine certainly throughout the day that Americans probably intake more sugar than other cultures. Yep. Oh, I I would I mean, if you were to like, you know, break it down to per person or something or per capita. All right. Continue, please. One more for you. Uh, and I think we, well, actually, I don't know where you stand on this one, actually, Jared, so I'm excited. Burgers, sandwiches, and pizza are eaten with hands instead of utensils. Are you a fancy guy eating your pizza with a fork and a knife, Jared? <laughs> Not in public, because there are people like you around that'll shame <laughs> me. <clears throat> but like, if I'm getting Detroit-style pizza at home, I'll almost always eat it fork and knife. If I you get like to. a... If I get like a, uh, oh, so now your team fork and knife all of a sudden? If it's a huge pizza like that, yeah. Or sometimes the also really thin ones, they're better to cut up too. What I what I do with thin ones, I, I, I'll do by, uh, depend. it just depends on how I'm feeling if I'm at home. If I'm around people, I'll just eat with my hands because... Uh, they're heathens because, like me because around. of that exact rule you just read you'll get judged <laughs> if you that's exactly what that rule is pro- that rule is proving my pizza anxieties you know it would be hilarious i don't even really have a problem eating it with hands or with fork and knife i just kind of like prefer it you know like with fork right. and knife at, especially at home it's just easier sometimes i'm like scrolling through my phone or, or like my computer while i'm eating i can do that and <laughs> you multitask while you're pizza uh yeah so I, I, so I agree with that rule, 
but I only follow it in public because I know that that's a thing. That's fair. You know, do you say hot you... dogs with one of them too? Uh, no, no, that would be. I might be judging someone that was cutting up a hot dog. Um, yeah, um, you said hamburger, pizza, and what was the third one? Ham uh, sandwiches, burgers, sandwiches, sandwiches, and pizza. Would be weird for sure. Right, cutting up sandwiches Although would be I weird have... because it it's cold. Also, because cold, I guess sandwiches don't not have necessarily. To be cold. That's true, but a hamburger right. is a sandwich too. Um, so they're being Are hot being, dog sandwiches though, Jaren. Here we go again. So they're being <laughs> redundant essentially by saying sandwiches and hot dogs. Or excuse me, sandwiches and burgers, which makes me infer that they're specifically talking about a cold sandwich because they said burger Probably. and sandwich. So, but you know, paninis. There's all sorts of things out there. Right. Um, sandwich. If it's cold, I would agree with because it's kind of weird because because the problem with a lot of the things you're talking about as far as by hand is the is also the heat aspect. It's not just because like the heat also m- makes things even like even burgers makes it like sort of slip out of your grasp easier or out of the bun easier. You know, pizza's mm-hmm. hot, uh, the cheese might burn the top of your mouth or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but like a like a Jimmy John sandwich. Cut up with a Cutting fork and up, knife. That would be that's weird. weird. That's weird. Yeah. That's or weird. Subway foot long, just meatball foot long. Yeah, that's weird. That I can imagine terrible. if you got the Italian seasoning though, because that shit stays on your fingers for days. That's fair. Is that worse than the Cheeto dust, Jared? <laughs> no, Cheeto dust. You, you, they find that in crime scenes months later. Right. No kidding. Um, now, Jared, one thing I want to do before we get to the untranslatables is I need to give you and actually some of my former students in the Czech Republic an apology. We've had this discussion numerous times on this podcast, Jared, and uh, I just want to come out and say I was wrong. Yeah. Let me read this out to you, Jared. I agree. And uh, and here we go. I don't know what it is Uh, yet, but I agree. (laughs) Etiquette when visiting the home or a party. Now, uh, I think I'm talking more about visiting a home, not a party. Generally... Americans don't take off their shoes when entering a home. Well, Jared, I would like to apologize yeah, to you and all of my former students in the Czech Republic who, so you told, when they asked me You told them about, that that's the norm in the U.S.? I didn't tell them it was the norm, but I thought it was more normal than that. So um, That is such like a white man. Yeah, no, this is how it works in my house, so this is just how it is in, in the American society. You just went to a foreign country... And just we're, we're like, yeah, most people take off their shoes. And you're, I didn't say most people. What? Okay, you just said people? Yeah, sure. I, of what, course what people I, do. No what shit. What I said. You could say that for any place in the world, that yeah, people take off their shoes at home. Or right. people keep them on. I'm sure there are people in Japan that keep their shoes on when they go home. Bet you those people are assholes, Jared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody likes them for sure. <laughs> I'm not saying they're good people. Their houses are dirty. <laughs> Their apartments are dirty. That's how you feel. See, now you're projecting once again. That's true. That I, it's true. all coming out once again. <laughs> yep, yep. So, but yeah, so I just want to make so hold that on, apology. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You, you said you didn't say most people. What did you say? So I, I had a question in one of my classes, and one of my students said, hey, I see in American movies that like they always have shoes on when they're hanging out at home. And he was like, is it more common for Americans to take their shoes off or keep their shoes on when they're in people's houses? And my, my family is just weird and we take our shoes off. I'm wearing some like uh, house shoes right now. And, um, I just thought more Americans did that. And apparently way more Americans, I should have looked up the stat is what I should have done. Um, in hind, you so, know, in hindsight. So, so, but, so a second ago, when I said that you said 
most Americans take off their shoes in the household and you adamantly said, no, no, not most. More yep. common would imagine that more people do than don't. Correct. If more people do than don't, that would be most people. That'd be the majority, correct. Okay. I'm just clarifying when you, not two minutes ago, were like, no, 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 I didn't say most. And then you just proceeded to say that you said most. I guess so. You got me there. You guess so. See, you still can't say it. You still can't just say yes. Oh, I said I was wrong. <laughs> I yeah. guess so. I guess so. I said I was wrong. But mm. anyway, so I was reading on this website, and yeah, so I'm the weird one, Jared. You know, taking my shoes off. In it's not that houses. you're weird. It's not that you're weird. It's just that that's certainly not my my normal. So if you're if you're hosting a party, like when we were in Austria and you hosted that party, I don't remember. Did you expect or ask people to take off their shoes? Yep. I think so. Oh. Fire. When it was actually, well, when it was the we small need to, one, You know what yes. we need to do? We need to go back. We need to, who cares if we did the American food episode or not? We need to redo the host episode so we can have a whole 30 minutes on how you're actually a terrible host. <laughs> <laughs> what about in Germany? Or excuse me, Austria? What What's their thing there with taking off shoes? I think a lot of places, it's, they most? take their shoes off. You want to say I most? I think the majority, yeah. Okay. I could, I, once again, I could be wrong. You could. I don't be. know the. Uh, I don't know what the uh, census, uh, yearly census on uh, shoe versus slipper stats are in different countries. I'm, unfortunately, I, 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 the thing is, much like your your assumption that most people in America take off their shoes, I imagine that you're basing the Austrians off of your experience while you were there. You're like, well, I took off my shoes and expected everyone I lived with to take off their shoes. So I'm going to say, yeah, most people do. Because uh, when they were in my house, they did. The the 25 that were in my house while I was there, they did. Oh, and but I made I sure of it. For for parties, though, it does make more sense, I guess, to keep your... Sh- well, just gets it dirtier, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. How often do you clean, by the way? Usually about once also- a week. Okay. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, your house also looks like you could do surgery on the sofa. It's so clean in there. So, like... um. You know, I understand why you expect people to take your shoes off because any sort of any sort of blemish will will become aware. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Gotta be gotta be careful out in these streets, Jerry. You know what's funny sure. too, because you have a dog that just mm-hmm. walks outside all the time, probably steps in her own shit all the time, eats dead animals out there. Yep. And then rolls just in deer poop, steps sure. and jumps up on the sofa and and cuddles away with you. But God forbid someone's shoes touch the floor. <laughs> That's right, Jared. It's a travesty. Uh, but I'll let my dog lick my face <laughs> after they ate their own shit. Um, she doesn't do that, thankfully. But anyways, let's move on to some untranslatable what Jared. she does, Chad, first of all. I, uh, okay. Trust me, dude. I was unemployed for quite some time. When she's out there in the backyard, you don't, you've, told me, you've told me that you've seen her have a, you swallow an animal whole alive. Yeah. Yeah, she's okay. eaten a rabbit before, but she's yeah. If she were she has never once fo- eaten her poop. Trust me. What about other people's or other animals' poop? Uh, she well, I don't know about eat, but I know she roll rolls in deer poop. Anyways, Jared, let's get on to some untranslatables. It's interesting what you consider clean slash dirty is all I'm saying mm. because, that's and fair. I think that's I, I think that's a, that's a cultural thing for sure. Like this, like this because um, I don't know, I don't know. It's just uh. You, you, like the, your perception of what's clean and dirty is—it's all. I'm all I'm getting. It's like it's a brain thing. You it's know? all relative. 
Right. Uh, because you know, I don't have animals that I, I don't. I'm, I don't interact with anything that ever gets close to shit, other than my, me with my own. You know. Right. So it's like, but I wear my shoes in my house, so I'm dirty. Yet. Uh, oh, I never dog, said that. I never well, said you me. were dirty because you wear. Yeah, shoes you did. You in did earlier. You, actually, you did earlier when we were talking about Japan, and you said the one person, and you're like, "Oh yeah, he's dirty," because you d- <laughs> you did say that earlier. Yeah. Remember we're. T- so yeah, uh, say his it's okay, Chad. Feel be confident in your in if you in your in your opinions, how you feel about things. You definitely said he. Oh, his apartment was dirty, but he's not dirty. I see. Is that possible well, to well, to live to live in filth, but you yourself not be filthy? <laughs> I don't know. If you shower daily, are you? No, because I think if you live off? in filth, no, because as soon as you sit on your filthy sofa, you're dirty again. So mm, that's fair. That is fair. Anyways, let's talk about some untranslatables. Yeah. Which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And uh, you want to get us started today, Jared? Yeah. You sorry. Don't worry about it. I, I my, um, you know, I'm I'm a real okay. I, I have um a couple. Well, we're gone along. I I have two. One of them is uh, Vietnamese, and it's uh, do you do you know you know how to do the like the uh, what do you call it the phonetic things right? What's when there's like the house on top of something? Uh, what do you mean the house? Um, like a house? Like a, uh, yeah, like one of these numbers. Oh, an upward is the. Uh, oh, I don't know house what that is one is weird. actually. Okay, it doesn't matter. I don't either. Uh, I mean it does matter, but I don't know what it is either. So I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong. <laughs> uh, Vo Hing. Trung, trung, trung. For hing trung. I'm going to guess it's trung, actually. Happening within the invisible. Happening, is that when something is impossible? Like when pigs fly? No, happening within the invisible. It's like a breeze? Maybe uh, I, I'm a superhero. What is, what is that? <laughs> I'm a superhero, and the things I do happen within the invisible. Batman. At night? All, or, or not that literal. People, people not don't that see it. How, how how else could you say that? With uh, that, yes, you're right. But just about, uh, you have another word for it, maybe. I'll give it to you. In, in, invis. I mean, something invisible. happens without you realizing it, or without us realizing it. Oh, okay. So it's like uh, you know, you could talk about it, maybe like some government conspiracies. It's happening within the invisible man, right in front of our faces. But we just and don't just, see it, you're, man. You just sheep, man. Just letting them inject the five G into you. That's right. You and me both, man. At least my cell phone reception's better now. You know, um, so that's my, good. <laughs> my uh, TV remote. For the longest time, it wasn't working. I thought the battery was dead, but after I got the second mm-hmm. shot, works fine. Perfect. I actually took the batteries See? out. Still works. Exactly. I, I think exactly. it has something to do with the shot. <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> all right, Jared. Let me give you a French untranslatable for you. Uh, I have some food-related ones today. Of course, I had to be a little bit apropos. Uh, ra- ramené uh, ta frais. I think it's is it f- frais is cold, uh, strawberry. right? Uh, no, oh, how do you fraise. say strawberries? Frais. Because there's an Sorry. e at the end, right? Yes. So ramené ta frais. I believe so. Okay, to bring your strawberry. Is that like to bring your a game? No. Uh, let me give you an example. If you and I were chatting, and then uh, our good friend Brad comes up, and you and I are, you know, talking about, 
how excited we are about our new untranslatable podcast about all about American food. And uh, then our buddy Brad says, yeah, did you guys see that episode of How I Met Your Mother last night? And uh, you'd be like, look at him and you'd be like, did you just bring your strawberry? Oh, is this like, are, are, what are you talking about, essentially? Or you're, you're out of, that, was, that was random, as we would say in the U.S.? Um, that was out kind of nowhere. Of, that was it's out of more, the blue. It's, well, it's more about what are just happened. Are you paying attention? Are you not paying attention? No, it's more about what happened. What did What did he do? We were talking, and then he just oh interrupted. Yeah, basically, we we have a we have an untranslatable though, uh, actually with a body part, Jared. Hmm. Oh man, is it a, the leg? Is it leg based, arm no. based? Uh, well, it's a little bit higher. Waist. Uh, uh <laughs> technically right in between there. A thigh. Need no, you need your way in there? <laughs> is that what we say? I think the no, saying I don't is know to, what we say. I, I'm struggling. Oh, uh, you yes. Butt okay, in the conversation, okay, okay. right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, to give to bring your strawberry. I love that one. Yeah, that that yeah, I like that too. Now now that I, now that I put it together, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like that one. At first, I'm like, this is dumb. I don't like this one. But now now it's all together. It was because like, I didn't set you up me for back. success. That's my you got bad me back. <laughs> no, no, but it's a good one. That's no, that's not why. That's just the magic of untranslatables. Uh, I'll fair. give you one more, and this one is a short one, but I, I like it, and I might I might start using this. I might change the whole freaking game up, bro. Ooh, it's I'm Romanian, and it's uh, baton, baton, baton. I mean, it's concrete. Wow, yeah. how'd you know that? concrete? I got skills, man. We've been doing this for a long yes. time, my dude. Concrete. Um, does, is that know, like? Do you know what that is means? Is that like? Uh, oh, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Uh, okay. Uh, How I'm do you get, know that was concrete? That, Just it, curious. That's a cognate in, in numerous languages, my dude. Oh, how do you say concrete in I German? Think, I think also beton. You can say in oh, German. Okay. I think I did not know that. It's an older, older did, German word. Well, did not really come up much German, in conversation but. in the four years I lived there. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> that's fair. Having, well, because I think, used the word concrete. <laughs> well, I think I saw uh, like even a sign somewhere in Germany that was something about playing soccer like in the on the street, right? And it was like mm. auf dem Baton, like kind of that like, sounds dope on the concrete. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't Meet it? Meet me auf dem Baton. <laughs> that's right, dude. That it, yeah. Um, but does it we'll mean like solid or like for sure? I don't know what what it means. Concrete. You're actually you know interesting. Not for sure, but solid. Okay. Is I would say an untranslatable that used to be used in history, that they're not really used anymore, but is also an untranslatable for sort of the modern day term that's persisted for many generations of society that we would use to explain this word. Does that make any sense? So solid, uh, I would say, mm-hmm. is is like a thesaurus. What's the thesaurus Syn- synonym? But okay. that would be oh, like the synonym. synonym okay. That would be like the synonym from like 1970. Certainly. Imagine. No, no, no. Imagine, imagine my dad. He's black, uh-huh. in the 70s, Afro, uh-huh. saying solid. What would you, what would how would you say that today? Concrete, or you could say concrete. Concrete, my brother. I don't, I don't even. Uh, like, by the way, I don't. I don't, I don't think my dad talked. I don't think my dad talked like that. By the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope my he, brother. <laughs> I really hope he hears this Maybe podcast he and just know. hits you up afterwards. <laughs> I hope when he hits you up, he'll say that too. Like that episode Solid. was concrete, my brother. 
in, I would say in like the 70s. I'm just guessing the 70s. I could be wrong. Solid would probably be compared to like the word cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. So baton means, so means like cool. Concrete is just another word for cool. I'm going to start like saying that. concrete. Man, That's that concrete, is concrete. Man. <laughs> I like that, dude. I like that. That's that's solid. That's concrete right there. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. It. That's or a good one. Or or if you're like if you're like sort of big up and you know you're like talking up to someone, you need to be like that's that's concrete. You know, like I promise. Like you know, they say on God and hip hop these days. Right. I'll be like that's concrete. You know, <laughs> I have to add the N word to the end, but I don't want to do that here. But I would do it in the give in the right situations. <laughs> that's fair. That's awesome though. That's concrete. I like it. I like it. Well, Jared, this uh, untranslatable that I got for you is uh, one more French one. And this would be kind of the opposite of uh, what what you might say to someone if they uh, aren't concrete, which is "va te faire cuire un oeuf. cook go yourself an egg." Okay. Uh, yeah, go f yourself. I would imagine. Yes, sir. Or yeah. they say, "Go to L." That that's I don't uh, know why uh, I said a weird L. British Jamaican. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah yeah. Yours yours sounded uh, interesting. Uh, go to L. <laughs> that's what <laughs> go to it um speaking of which if and if if most americans and unlike you i can confidently say this if most americans were to go to french france and get a traditional uh uh french meal they say hey, listen here brother uh, go to hell you said hey this said le steak what the hell is this uh, that's right <laughs> i want my prime ribeye this thing is small as hell. Is this an appetizer steak? What is this? <laughs> is this from the kids' meal? I didn't order nothing from no kid kids' meal. You said potatoes. These are. I, I was expecting fries. This, these oh, are juice. Not. I don't need no juice with my steak. Bring me some nice red wine or a beer. Yeah, a beer, and not none of that sixteen sixty four. That's their beer, right? The sixteen sixty four. Is that what it's called? Not none of that sixteen sixty four. Can't drink a eat a steak with that. Bring it's me basically a good old Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this person is southern, but how much? This talk about American wine food, cost though, how much? Sorry, okay, I just had to get one more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. But yeah, dude, I mean, American food is just—it's on another level. Like, and mm-hmm. for the listeners out here who have never been to the U.S., if you're tuning in. Like it's it's kind of hard to describe in some ways to someone who's never been to the states just because it is so crazy the types of food we have here. What yeah. would you say though, Jared, is American food? Italian food, Chinese food, Mexican, <laughs> Mexican food. food. These are, I I would I'm not even kidding. I would say those are some of the most popular American foods we have. Would right. you disagree? No, not. I mean, one there's bit. Ob- there's the obvious stuff like burgers or I mean hot dogs. I mean, people eat hot dogs, but I, you know, that's like that, yeah, there's stuff like Isn't that too. Isn't it weird though? See, that's what I meant though, Jared, when I texted you about like American food being kind of weird because that's what, like, like when I think of what is American food, hot dogs and hamburgers come up, and like yeah. macaroni and cheese. Yeah, that's you know, a good like one. That but that's is ultimately super American. Mac and cheese is kind of like a special occasion food for for me. Like that's like a Thanksgiving thing, you know, or like a Christmas, you know, sometimes or something like that. I actually considered making mac and cheese the other day, like a proper like dish of it, you know, with like the breadcrumbs on top. Ooh. And I'm like, 
And as literally as I was driving to the grocery store, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What am I going to eat a whole tray of this by myself in the next three right. days or something? I was like, this is not going to go well for me or my body. So I ditched that idea. But yeah, that is, I, I agree, by the way. That stuff is American food, and we could talk about that. But that's not what us as Americans are eating on a daily basis. Yes, right. it's incorporated into our diet. But that's not, there's no, you're, there's no house you're going to that like they're eating like hamburgers, like that's not, or like hot dogs as like a majority meal. That's not a common right. thing. Like, yeah, that's American, but, but that, that's more of American. I, honestly, that kind of stuff I more attribute to like barbecues, which is also a very American thing, but that's also oh, definitely. an event where we have our specific American food, you know? Mm-hmm. rather that's not really like i don't really yeah okay okay I, well, like I, a cookout like a barbecue slash cookout where you, yeah where you got all sorts of other side dishes too but yeah right but yeah but like in your household on a daily basis i think that what us us as americans we we we, we as a whole are on a daily basis saying let's get in let, let's get italian let's get chinese let's get pizza let's get mexican let's get uh uh, Thai or 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 in right. in 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 all of the and for the the vast majority of these things are only like slight resemblances of what you'd actually get in the native country of these things. They've right. all well, been, it's been adapted for the American palate, <laughs> Americanized over or generations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Over gener generations of uh, uh, appropriation and. Uh, and just yeah, bastardization. That's a great word, actually. Yep. But damn, it <laughs> no tastes good, word. Jared. Damn, it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, for I mean, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, I think another funny thing too about the day to day, Jared, is there are I think a lot of staples that if you were to go, especially if we're talking like a a family household, right? You would find a lot of these foods. I would guess, like cereal. There's probably yeah, sure. at least one to four boxes of cereal in almost every house. Mm -hmm. White bread of some sort or some bread, unless the family's gluten-free. Oh, 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 I, I would honestly, I feel like people that get wheat bread are just pretending. That's like, especially if you're getting like, if you're getting sliced bread and just your generic it doesn't have to be Wonder Bread, but that's the brand that everyone knows. Your generic sliced bread, and that brand gives you a white bread or gives you like a, a whole wheat bread. Those people, they're, I don't believe those. I don't. I don't think. I think. I think that's just all. And I could be wrong, Is but it I, wishful I'm, thinking, Jared. It's marketing. I feel like those people are fooled okay. by marketing to think they're get, they're getting a healthier bread than the white bread, and it really doesn't make. I, I'd imagine. It really doesn't make any difference at the end of the day if you're going to be eating uh, four pieces of toast. <laughs> <laughs> right. No kidding. That's Just true. eat the white bread if you really true. want it at that point. Right. It is a lot tastier. I hate uh, to say But it. marketing is, not, is also a giant part of what, is, of what fuels... Uh, American food, I would say. Just, enjoy. I mean, we just talked about freaking Mountain Dew Cheetos before. Or, <laughs> right, excuse me, other exactly. way around. Other way around. <laughs> Flame out Mountain Dew, not Mountain Dew Cheetos. <laughs> Dude, did you just come up with a billion dollar business idea right yeah, there? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, that? you know, green Cheetos that are Mountain Dew flavored. But you know, the marketing teams were in like the office having long conversations about whether they're going to do the Mountain Dew Cheetos or the Cheeto Mountain Dew, and they're like, we can't. You can't you can't make a chip 
like a sweet chip, really, that tastes. I mean, you can, but I, I but I, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I you can, can make I, it citrusy. I you, there were, I bet you there were a lot of meetings about what, about which, which food was going to be the, pro, the base and which one was going to be the flavor blaster. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That is fair. That is fair. That's true. Um, so what, what are any other staples? Like cereal's a big one, bread. Oh, bagels. A lot of people like bagels. A lot of Americans, I would say. Yeah. Bagels are also very American. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I don't think I've been to any other country where, where I could even think where you could buy a bagel. Right in Prague, there was like a special place you had to go to. Um, well, oh, geez, I have a whole. Bagels. Don't don't worry, Chad. I have a whole rant section set up on just how offensive Europeans treat American. Uh, or, uh, how oh, offensive great. Europeans I'm, are to American food. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. That's that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, the the other thing though too, Jared, if you have bagels and you have bread, there are Bacon. I think two or three must. Um, yeah, bagel. Uh, there's a couple like must have. Uh, condiments then cream cheese if you got bagels you probably have cream cheese mm-hmm. you probably have peanut butter which is also incredibly american mm-hmm. and you probably have some type of jam or jelly uh yeah sure 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 yeah that makes sense that makes sense very american yeah uh uh yeah i'm trying to think of anything else i mean yeah for sure for sure but i, I mentioned bacon as well i think bacon is a american staple our bacon is different is than other best. places. Bacon. It's the I mean, best. You, Fight me. I think it's the best. I mean, you go to don't don't get me started again on English breakfast. But if you go to England and ask for bacon, you're you're you're, you're like an American's gonna have to like control themselves from punching somebody in the face. Yep. Yep. It's like you no, know, I asked for or bacon. We're not breaking not a, down in tears. Not a piece of unseasoned honey baked ham. What is this? What what is this? <laughs> and why is it so wiggly? <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. Um, I, I I just have a list. Let me just go through some of the stuff. If you agree with any of this stuff, I, I yeah, know you love absolutely. lists. So I thought I I I just joined the bandwagon. If you can't, if you can't, something join you can't them. Beat them. You you can't, join that's them. That's how it is. Thank you. If you can't beat them, yep. join them. Twinkies. Do Twinkies still exist? There was a stage where they were went. Oh no. Okay, they went bankrupt, and they were gone from shelves from November to July of 2012 to 2013. But they're they're around now. Um, how 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 does Twinkie? I'm just curious. Did. They, like how does something like Twinkie go bankrupt? Well, Hostess, the, the okay. not, not not Twinkie, <laughs> Hostess, the uh, the company that makes Twinkies went bankrupt. But I guess they figured okay. it. They figured it they out. They used to have a ton of different treats, not just Twinkies. Well, Twinkies are really an American staple in the sense that you know there's the I guess you could call it an untranslatable that once the apocalypse hit, hits, only two things will survive. And what are those? Cockroaches things? and Twinkies. Yes. Yes. And there was that Family Guy episode Toyota about it. Forerunners. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. If you or if you're a Top Gear fan, it would be the Hilux. Um, right. Oh, that's a good one. Um, there was a that Family Guy episode about where, where there was the apocalypse and the world was destroyed, and they were driving the Natick. I don't know how I remember that it was Natick. This is how these stupid cartoons dig into my head. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they were driving the Natick because there was a. Uh, Massachusetts or Rhode Island or whatever, because there was a uh, uh, um, uh, Twinkie factory there. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. that's a Family Guy episode I remember. Yeah, just because, of, and I think that the, I know it sucks when you have to kind of explain a joke, but I'm going to go ahead and explain it. One of the reasons why people joke about Twinkies in the apocalypse is because there's so many preservatives and who knows what's in those things that they will just last forever. Um. 
Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Right, right, right. Right. Which is part of the reason why our American foods are so much better, because a lot of the things that we use here in America to make our food so good are banned illegally in other countries. I think we should do an episode on that, Jared. Uh, U.S. foods that are banned in other countries. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Um, so I, I mentioned, by the way, Chad, that there was so there were two things that really I thought made American food great and made it better than everything else in in in, in the world. One Let's of them, we, one of them we talked about. Do you remember what that was? The flavor blast. Yes. Now my new favorite word, my favorite word phrase, I guess I should say, used to be the flavor blast. Flavor blast, but now it's the flavor blastification of America. <laughs> 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 that should be the name of this episode: the flavor blastification. That of America. is hilarious. I love it. That <laughs> um, is hilarious. Now I'm when see there. Two things I talk a lot about in this episode. Flavor blasting, and there's something else that is inherent in America. And it's inherent in what makes our food so much better than everything fried? else in the world. No. No, there's um, a lot of great fried things. You can get great fried food in, in, in Europe. Fries, some of the best fries true. I've ever had in the world are in Belgium that's or true. Netherlands. Schnitzel, some of the, in Korea, they fry up all sorts of stuff. No, no, no. Oh, it's, they it's make bigger good, than that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot bigger than just, fried is actually, that is part of it though. Fried food is involved in this bigger umbrella. But this is a lot bigger than just something like fried, frying We've food. We've already talked about the flavor blast, flavor blastification. It's a little different. It's a different concept even. Okay. To fl- it's not like, a different way of making food. It's a bit. It's a different concept. But is it the just the sheer portion the contri- size? Another contributor to why American food. No, no, no. Why American food, taste-wise specifically, taste-wise. is so much better than everywhere else in the world. Why is it, Jared? I'm surprised you didn't get this. I'm actually a little disappointed because uh, the answer is slavery. I lose my American. It's what? Oh, slavery. Slavery. Oh, slavery. Slavery. Not savory, but slavery, okay? Not slavery. Not savory. No, no, no. I mean, savory is evolved in slavery and slavery food. But some of the best food in the U.S. that is not Americans just colonizing other food, I'm going to have to say comes from the black community. I mean, there's a stereotype that, for the most part, white people are afraid of seasoning. And, you know, I've been to some white gatherings in my day, and I'm not going to say that that's true because I haven't been to enough white gatherings. I'm, a, I'm a, You know, I, I, hand, I deal with statistics. My sample size of one is not big enough. But I'll say this. Uh, I've been to some bland meals before. Uh, I believe hosted, that. <laughs> and, I've um, eaten plenty of bland-ass meals. Why do you think and, I love hot uh, sauce, Jared? <laughs> and there are a lot of jokes... Um, in the black Twitter sphere, a lot of jokes about avoiding corporate potlucks, about about or making fun of like you know like there's always those like minute clips of how to cook something you know you know ideas and there's always ridiculous disgusting things that you should cook and they're over the top in all sorts of ways yet they don't use a seasoning except for like in salt and it's like right a pinch yeah pinch of salt and a fresh pepper. <laughs> and some mayonnaise um, and some marshmallows. Yes. <laughs> with your potatoes. Uh, <laughs> um, but I would say the best American food, American food, comes mm-hmm. from the black community. And whether that be um I mean there's all there's all uh, there's all sorts of, 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 of options, you know. Whether it be the southern foods that um which are the ones that I know the best only because that's where I'm from. But you know, whether it be like 
uh, like the frying of which what why I said frying's involved the frying of all sorts of things or like po boys or uh, just you know all sorts of things that they do with seafood I can't even name it off the top of my head but um, I would say that that what I'm getting at essentially is other than like the uh, generic sort of barbecue food or, or cookout food we talked about like like burgers or hot dogs I would say that that is where our most unique sort of legitimately american food comes from where most of our other great american foods come from us taking some uh some other countries cultures food and uh you know doing our flavor blastification right what what are some like specific dishes that that would stem from slavery oh that's a good question let's let's see food from, I'm going to type foods from slave, uh, slavery. I mean, could you, and, and this is going to be a bold statement here, Jared. Well, a bold question. I mean, can you can you associate a lot of Southern foods with, like, I'm, I'm assuming you probably could associate a lot of Southern yeah. foods with slavery, right? I mean, well, that, well, some of the that's, best. Well, that is why, I, that's where the stereotype originated from. I mean, besides for the fact that we now have social media and we see the, the, the clips, that is where the sort of this whole stereotype originates from that white people can't cook food is that white people spent so much of their time having black people cook their food that once black people were free, they didn't know how to cook food. That's where, you know, that's, that's where that stereotype comes from. And so, um, so yeah, I would say a lot of it goes back to, to slavery and it's a a lot of it, it, uh, you know, I looked up the Wikipedia for soul food because, you know, I can name stuff, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't want to just claim these things as black people food, but it's a lot of the stuff I was thinking of, to be honest with you. Um, right. The term soul food became popular in the 1960s and 1970s in the midst of the black power movement, one of the earliest written used, blah, 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 blah. We don't need to talk about this. But it's like barbecued ribs, fried catfish, corn, uh, cor- uh, cornbread. There's all sorts of greens in, that are very popular, like collard greens, mustard greens are very popular. Sweet potatoes are very popular in the black community. You know, there's the, there's the popular sort of, uh, this is all black community food talk that we do about about you guys behind your back. Um, there's all every every Thanksgiving. There's the uh, sweet potato pie versus pumpkin pie debate, and there's a bunch of black people talking about how uh, sweet potato pie is better, and they don't understand why people like uh, pumpkin pie. Um, so yeah, those are just some examples of um, of popular foods. Yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna slightly contradict this real quick because the last thing I, I personally would like to talk about. Oh. No, that's not the last thing I like to talk about. Let me catch myself before I pull a chad. There's <laughs> a whole nother section of um, American foods that I want to talk about that that highlights the flavor blastification as well. It's carnal oh, foods, bro. Carnal foods. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm I mean, so glad you brought that up. Yeah. That is a specifically American thing, I think. Um, uh, well, well, each I think each country has its own variation, and I will say, but come as someone on, who's you know what there, I mean, you know what I mean, chef. Well, that's what I was getting <laughs> at is that is that no countries do it as big as we do in the U.S. I don't think. For example, corn dogs, huge things of popcorn, cotton yeah. candy. What else, Jerry? Dude, you are very tame. You are very tame. Those are just the harmless things. I'm talking about like the things that are common, but also will like be elephant like, ears. Elephant ears is a great example. It was just a giant piece of fried bread with sugar yep. all over it. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's places that have fried butter, um, fried pickles. uh, Oh, fried pickles are so good. There's a, <laughs> there's a. I'm not a fan of normal pickles, so fried pickles to me is kind of, kind of, uh, kind of gross. Um, okay, that's fair. But you know, I get it. I get it. You know, throw if you, if it's around if you if you, if it's in your eyesight and you can throw it in a fryer, why not? Why not? Um, yep. I, here's there's just a picture that popped up on my computer of a uh, giant glazed donut with uh, with a cheeseburger as oh. as the bun for a cheeseburger. What's that um, called? That's called something, isn't it? The heart attack? I don't know. Was that as a name? <laughs> That's no an idea. appropriate nickname for oh, it. Oh, deep fried bacon. That's another popular one. Oh, I've I've never had that, but I've heard. I bet you it's good. Ugh, a hot I beef Sunday. That sounds like a. That sounds weird. That sounds like a porn search. I do not want to type in. Uh, when State Fair Gore's <laughs> hot beef Sunday. <laughs> when fa- when um State Fair Gore is tired of the iconic ribeye steak sandwich, Indiana's Beef Cattle Association invented the hot beef Sunday layer with mashed potatoes, marinated beef, gravy, cheese, corn sprinkles. It's like shaved corn, and cherry tomato on top. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Okay, uh, so yeah. We don't need to go through a whole bunch of carnival foods, but I, I would say that's something that really highlights the flavor of blastification. You know, I touched on slavery and like the soul food, uh, food really being a, a, like a, a, a specifically American food. And then so I had to touch on just another aspect of that flavor blastification on top of that. Here's another example of flavor blastification in American food as well, Jared. Um, s'mores. I mean, the whole idea, and look, I'll be honest with you, Jared, I'm over them. I've, I've gone camping so far like yeah. five, six times this year. After the first time, I was like, nope, I'm good. Like, as a it's kid, a I definitely liked them a lot more, but those, I think, are incredibly American. It's, a, it's, it's, not, it's, it's too much of a mess to be worth, to, yeah. to be worth it. Can, 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 we, can we, now I see where you're going, and I like where your head's at. Can I, can I, can we just go, you know, we're talking about how some of the best foods in America are um, not American, really. Mm-hmm. We just take them and, and make them our own. Can I just go through a list of some of the top chains in, in the U.S. just to sort of highlight that? Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, can I guess a couple of them? Sure. Some of the top chains? Not all of them are. Some of them are. Some of them. Panda there's two, Express. There's going to be two categories here. Flavor okay. blastification and taking okay. someone else's culture. <laughs> okay panda express is taking the other culture 19th yeah which is a, a chinese okay. a chinese fast food restaurant well american chinese fast food restaurant right in the u.s um, that's number 19 and the largest chains in the u.s i mean taco bell's gotta be up there number four which is yep. okay which has been a bastardification a bastardization of a bastardization of a bastardization of a bastardization yep, of mexican food <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, sounds it's, about right. They've just taken five ingredients and made them six hundred different ways. But yeah, what number is four. number one? Like Chipotle or something? Chipotle is number. Uh, no, it's not Chipotle. Chip, uh, Chipotle, hold on, sorry. Chipotle is uh, number uh, ten. Pretty big. Okay. Which is also what's, what's not. Uh, slightly more pretending to be actually do they, well it's called chipotle mexican grill i was just about to ask do they claim to be mexican anymore but it's in the official title mexican grill i yeah, mean number I one chad is the most american thing on earth mcdonald's yes yeah number Choose two Burger is King. 
No, Burger King's number six. I bet you Bur- Burger King's really fallen really? In, in the years. Okay. You don't hear a lot about Burger King these days. Number two is obvious. Um, it, once you hear it, it's obvious, but you're, I know why you're not thinking of it. Because Subway. think about... No, Subway is number eight. It, I think Subway's bigger globally, but it's number okay. eight in the U.S. Number two is okay. Starbucks. Obvious. Oh, I understand I, okay. why, why why you wouldn't think of it, yeah. but obvious. Yeah, that that is very. Obvious. And then there's yeah. Chick Fil A is number three, which is surprising because it's not even in like a lot of the U.S. Right, like they're, they're growing, not open but on Sundays. I, mean, I know. Come on, I know. But How I've do you never make been to profits. But to be fair to them, I've never been to a Chick Fil A in the line not wrap around the freaking block. That's true. Um, that is true. Wendy's obviously Dunkin' Donuts, Subway, Domino's, which is which is pizza. Michigan pizza. It is Michigan pizza. And yep. uh, once again, a bastardization of Italian food. <laughs> yep. yep. This is pizza, which is Italian, but you, there is the only, the it's only visually resembling Italian pizza. You know, like... Loosely. You, right. Very loosely. You, you can only... See, <laughs> if you look at it, you're like, okay, that's pizza. That's an Italian thing. But as soon as you touch the crust and it's like why is there so much seasoning on this what the right. what kind of ch- there's cheese the, in the crust and what a is hot this? dog <laughs> right <laughs> right what's the dipping sauce for the pizza pe- what right why are you giving right. me ranch with my pizza uh <laughs> how many how many italians do you think jared would have heart attacks and or panic attacks uh just seeing <clears throat> the way americans do pizza oh i know i know i know but you know i i, I kind of consider in, in my head, and even the pizza I go to, at least when I was in Philly, especially, the pizza, like, there were a few times where I specifically got Domino's. Every time I got it, I regretted it, by the way. But there was also a time where I got pizza that, to me, felt like real pizza. It's a lot easier to find what, what feels like, quote unquote, real pizza in Philly, a big city on the East Coast, than it is here in Michigan. I mean, it exists, but, you know, we know what I'm saying. Um, but those two are just completely different categories to me. You know, there's pizza, and then as I call it, part of my trash friend, pizza, sh- right? Yes, oh. or shit pizza. But yeah, I call it trash pizza to my parents or something. But I usually okay. really call it shit pizza. <laughs> oh, so are we on the parental level? Because I remember trash pizza, not shit pizza. Uh, I well, is that why not you, anymore? Well, you were trying to not call anymore, me son Chad. earlier. So. Not anymore. <laughs> Look at that. You just graduated. Uh, speaking of pizza, speaking of shit pizza or trash pizza, number. Uh, trash pizza is better to be honest with you. Uh, you, you know, it's easier to use. You could, uh, trash pizza is also a number 12 pizza hut. Okay. Um, I'm skipping, I'm Nobody skipping some pizzas, the hut, Jared. I'm skipping Don't some of the, some of the general. Uh, well, actually I should mention KFC is an honorable mention as far as flavor blastification because they're, right. they're good every five years to, uh, to, you know, come out with some real ridiculousness. Another Michigan trash pizza is number 18, little Caesars. Oh, yeah. Honestly, if we're talking about stealing stuff, did we steal ice cream? Can we can we not claim ice cream? Because I, I did skip a, a few question. ice cream places. I feel but like ice cream we have and like just... gelato or like or are like different. Those are different things. Or right. like well, um, with ice sorbet, cream, Jared, completely different. Right. Well, and with ice cream too, we have once again just flavor blasted it to point. high hell. That's a great like point. All because the candy and shit we put in it, like it's crazy. Because in, in most of Europe, the popular ice creams are like the flavors. The flavors, yeah. So it's or like I want to get strawberry or, or chocolate or coffee or whatever. And and well, here it's like, what are the toppings that I'm putting on right. this? You know, you go to you, I want to get this flurry style. Get an Oreo and a Butterfinger. Chop that shit up. 
mix it into my <laughs> <Yeah>. ice cream. <laughs> and then and then you can't you can't let it drop when you tip it upside down. By yeah. the way, yeah. And then while you're at it, put some put some chocolate sauce on top just for uh, extra and a touch. couple sprinkles because <laughs> yes, sprinkles are for exactly. winners, Jared. So so once again. We take just a simple thing, and, and our, our, our gift to the world is either is the flavor blastification of it, specifically. Yeah. Now, this yeah. is, you and mentioned- We do better than no other place, Jared. You mentioned Panda Express, which is right after Little Caesars. Now, this one is number 21, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is one of the quintessential American restaurants, and one of the quintessential examples of what America- no, 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 no. Oh, what America can do to another culture's food. Another culture's and food. And just make right, you completely, up, and just make you call it that, and there be no dis, no no connection. This is a, an, Chad, Chad, an American staple. It would be hard for you to find an American, and, and the only reason I'm not telling you the genre is because as soon as I do, you're going to know immediately. It's okay. that, it's that. So can, think can about one of the top. Can you give me any other clue? <sighs> See, it's hard. It's not because... Outback Steakhouse, is it? No, but no, it's not. That's a funny one. Because what do even what Australians even eat? Outback Steakhouse is 29th, which is Australian theme. But I don't, we don't even know what Australians eat. I don't know what they eat over right. there. Um, no, 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 Chad. No, the this, shrimp this, on the bobby. Jared. This makes Outback Steakhouse look like a freaking uh, hole in the wall. This is an okay. American staple when it comes to Italian food. Oh, Olive Garden. Yes. Yes, Olive Garden. Yeah, I think You're Olive right. Garden. Yeah, that... I think Olive Garden is really one of the best examples. Even though you know we've named places bigger like Taco Bell and uh, and like uh, I don't know Chipotle, I really think Olive Garden is one of the greatest examples of we because we're still calling we because even nobody in America is calling Taco Bell or even really Chipotle for that matter Mexican food. You know. We right. know that that let's was their theme. Let's go get Mexican. Okay, let's go get Taco Bell. Like no. that's that's there's 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 like a picture of Mexico on some marketing team's board somewhere, but like it's not Mexican food. Olive Garden. People are saying let's get Italian and then going to Olive Garden and getting oh, a full ass yeah. American meal. <laughs> right. And and two things that they do, Jared, over there that are incredibly American. Number yes. one, I know the I know big what you're salads. Say. Not only the big all salad, the junk in it. It's not just the big what? salad. It's the endless salad. And the endless breadsticks. Yes. Yes. Yep. Which are all yep. perfect examples, I think, of this, which is why I think this is the quintessential example. Because we still consider this Amer- uh, Italian, even though it's just, just oh, only it's because there's noodles involved. Um, right. And they serve you wine. Some pasta. But, but like, there's also on top <laughs> right. of that <laughs> the flavor blastification. Uh, because I don't know what sort of crack they put into that at Olive Garden dressing. But that is some of the best dressing I've ever had in my life. And I don't even think I'm kidding. <laughs> and it's the probably super basic, too. But it is great. And the breadsticks, which are just a Bosco stick without cheese in the middle, are delicious as well. But like, I, I feel like you would never Especially get a breadstick. Especially dipping that in the, in, the, in the soup. In the That's sauce. That's another the super American thing, too. <laughs> Sauces. <yep. laughs> yes. Flavor, flavor oh classification, man. Just proving my point on how Olive Garden is the greatest example of what Americans... Yep can do to another culture's food and just make it our own oh my and god no wonder it's so <laughs> successful though americans love it we literally eat that shit up when we were in college uh like my my little group of friends that was like <laughs> i mean was we knew spot? we knew we were being kind of ironic but that was like like our, our classy outing because even for like even though we knew it wasn't classy it was still kind of pricey for college kids you know to like, yeah 
Put on your suit and go to Olive Garden, bro. Especially if you want to drink. It's like, okay, I got to rethink my month. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. If I want to have two glasses of wine, let me rethink this. Um, so yeah, we, we would, we would like go like once a month or something or once every couple months and we'd be like, Ooh, this is a classy affair. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I want to, I want to mention two, two things, Jared. Number one, we mentioned the dipping sauce, but I don't think we can even begin to explain the importance of ranch. I feel yeah. like so many Americans eat ranch a lot of places now, like occasionally, when I was in China, there were a couple of westernized restaurants where you could actually get something that was like some rough resemblance of ranch. So but it is incredibly American. So watch this. I just said Olive Garden was number 21. Mm-hmm. I will right now name you the next four in a row. And all of these places, no question, you can get a big old jug of ranch with just about anything on okay. the menu. Papa John's. Let's hear it. Obviously, it's okay. pe- shit yep. pizza, trash pizza. Yep. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. Lots of ranch. Applebee's. Yep. Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Super, All four super of those American. places, there's no questioning whether you'll be able to get ranch at those places. Honestly, Olive it's Garden just, too, it's just to how be fair. much. Olive Garden too, you can get ranch for sure there. <laughs> right. But that's that's the thing. Like I remember the first time I went abroad to Germany when I was like, I don't know, 13 or 14, I remember going to a restaurant and being like, wait, they don't have ranch here? Because, you know, being an Amer- a stupid American, it's like, you know, ev- almost everywhere you go in the States, you can, more likely than not, you can get ranch. Yeah, that's funny, because I'd imagine now you'd side-eye someone at a, some American at a restaurant asking for a ranch. You'd be like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> you're Although embarrassing if I was me, back so. in America, I'd be eating that up, <laughs> Yeah, dude. you're like, you, it, yeah, you'd be like, Phew. but in your head, it'd be like, that sounds delicious, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> Just not here, would be great. It's not the time or the place. <laughs> but right, outwardly, exactly. you're like, this guy, am I right? <laughs> 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 asking for a ranch. <laughs> asking for ranch in France. What is this? Uh, so yeah. there are a whole bunch of other uh, restaurants that could, uh, but I feel like I've made my point already. Oh, for sure. Just yeah. The and the 25. dipping sauces, I mean, now, Jared, the problem is- That's is a that great point, by the way. Dipping sauces we, is quintessentially American, I feel like. Right. And the problem is, though, is then I feel like the trickiest thing with eating in America is just the burden of choice. Like some places, there's just so many different options yeah. and it's just crazy. I don't but like that. the other that. thing about- what? Yeah, you do I, I don't, or you don't? I don't, I don't. I don't like a giant yeah, either. I think I might have some, I don't know I don't know what it is, but there's something going on in my brain that really messes with me when a big menu gets placed in front of me. Like I find myself, you know, like like a normal person, I'll start in the appetizers. The next thing I know, I'm like, why am I reading the desserts? The next thing I know, like I'm reading some of the like uh, main menu. Like I'll just jump around, but I can never make a decision because I'm just jumping around the menu all over the place. I'm like, there's too much stuff going on here. Right. Like you could take away 75% of this menu in some places. Like for example, a classic American example of that is Cheesecake Factory, which I don't think I've ever been to in my life, but I've heard that as as the example for it hundreds of times <laughs> so i know it's true right that they just have like a giant pages of men like you know page, even olive garden actually has that kind of menu and it's just like this is too much this is too much way too much yeah yeah so the last thing i wanted to do today jared is i wanted to ask you if you had to pick a single food out of all of the foods what if someone if 
if you were to meet like an alien and they were like, what is American food? And you had to give them like one, one food or one dish or one meal. What would you give them? Well, I mean, I have, I have the answer right now. And you take no them one, to Olive Garden. That's not the answer, but that's close. <laughs> I would actually take them to either. There are two places I could think of off the top of my head that I would take them to. And that okay. is actually those two places I just mentioned. You can definitely get ranch there. Applebee's and Chili's. You know why I would take them there? Because what I know, or what I could also think of, maybe you'll you'll get it if I just keep naming restaurants. Let's see how long I can name restaurants like this. Ruby Tuesdays, okay. for example. It's uh, a burger. No, 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 no. If I were to no. say a, get the best quintessential American burger, I wouldn't say go to Ruby Tuesdays or or, or Applebee's That's or Chili's. The reason I say these places, and I can't think of any others actually. There's only three I can think of on my head, but <laughs> because those places are known. For their one, for their flavor blastification of everything, two, true, for their appetizer platters. Oh yeah, their appetizer, yep. their appetizer platters. You can get twice baked potatoes. You can get mozzarella sticks. You can get uh, spring rolls. You can get like dumplings in some of these places chicken in these tenders. appetizer rolls. Chicken tenders, wings. Um, yep. You can get fajitas or like tacos in oh, some of these platters. Little mini quesadillas, exactly. Little mini exactly. sliders, and yeah. all of these things, by the way, have different sauces associated. Oh with yes, them. yes, they do. They're shareable. So I think between the sauces, between the fact that the, it mixes multiple, it it mixes bastardizations of multiple different cultures of food in one yep. thing. And just the flavor blastification of it as well. I gotta say, uh, uh, like an appetizer sampler for like a group of ten <laughs> at Applebee's or Chili's right. or Ruby Tuesday would be what I would go with. Chad. Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head, Jared. I mean, it's it's hard to beat that, really. <laughs> oh, thank you, it's, thank you. It's I'm hard to beat that. that. Yeah, that 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 is a good one. That is a good one. For me, I was just thinking of like burgers, because like that to me when. And by the way, and which I you think, can get on some of these appetizer pl- like sliders, you can definitely get on yeah, some of these the little mini sliders, sliders. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, because a lot of, and I think some of this once again, Jared, is just you know my my own life experience because I've had a lot of people, uh, like a lot of you know foreign people, ask me about. Yeah, that's the go-to. Hot dogs and yeah. hamburgers are the yeah. go-to if just someone brings up American food that's not American for sure. Exactly. But Although I, think I will say, if, if, if I, I had to choose, Jared. Between burgers and another American food, and especially flavor blastification and bastardization, I would have to go with pizza. I think if I had That's to choose one too. myself, good one too. burgers or pizza, yeah. That's a good one, too. Um, any sort of the trash pizzas that, that we that we mentioned, you, you could really blow someone's mind with that if you were to just go ham on the menu. Um, oh, or, you sure. know, also, if you throw in, you know, just for the fun of it, throw in breadsticks, throw in the wings, mm-hmm. throw in the, the, the dessert pizzas where it's like the icing is oh, the cheese. Yeah, dude. Throw- <laughs> oh, man. I forgot throw about in the salad level. Yep. <laughs> the worst salad ever. It's just like, it's just, you want to pretend that you're going to be buckets healthy. Buckets of ranch. Exactly. 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 Yep. So, yep. Uh, so I, I would actually agree with you. I got to say, pizza is a great option too. It, it really is, and, and it really gets the point across in a very similar fashion to uh, to what I'm getting at. Um, but I, you know, I consider pizza. But I think what I like about mine is you get the various cultures. But you get I, everything. You yeah. can't. You it's can't the perfect argue. Example. 
you can't argue with pizza because out of out of all of our bastardizations, you know, we we mess up pasta pretty bad too. But I I, I really agree with you. I, I think pasta or excuse me, the trash pizza is really like the highlight of what an American can really do to one sort of culture's cuisine. <laughs> right. And how we could really just take it and run with it. So yeah, I agree with oh, you on yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. I think absolutely. Oh man, oh, that's a really good one too. Because I really was gonna say right before you said what your answer was, I really was gonna say uh, mine is the best way. Like if I really want to say, if someone were to come to me and say, "Give me just the best American food experience ever," you know, I, burgers wouldn't be involved unless you want to get that in your appetizer uh, <laughs> sampler on your sliders. <laughs> exactly. Sliders are pretty good too, really. I I really was happy with my sampler platter, but I I really think American food is summed up a lot. Honestly, I might I might say better with with trash pizza. I'm gonna say better. Really? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That is hilarious because I think you're. Well, anyways, I think your because example it, just highlights it though too. So well. my, my, my mine, I, I like mine because it's the sampler of how we, a little a little taste of how we can ruin a whole bunch of different cultures' foods. Right. But but trash pizza in all sorts of forms is really just the it's just the sort of the the gold medal sort of crowning achievement of what America has really done to a culture's food. Where we just have made it something that is completely different <laughs> right. than where we started. Completely different. Even even right. the fajitas you get in a sampler, they're not that far off from a real fajita. You know, like the ingredients right. are really just better in, in a fajita. Right. But we do sort of say Mexican food and you know ruin a fajita for sure. Or excuse me, not, uh, not fajita. You said uh, quesadilla is a better example if we're talking about a sampler. Um, but like the pizza is just like fr- from everything we just mentioned, like the desserts and the breadsticks and the and the. Flavor blasted crust, of crust, yeah. Flavor various blasted dipping crust. sauces. I think is really just the perfect sort of one one cultural food we've really ruined in our own personal. Eighty life. trillion types of toppings. I mean, yeah, yeah. Even Mexican food. I don't think we've ruined that bad. Oh well, Taco Bell, but Taco Bell we don't call Mexican food anymore. I'm, ask, I'm gonna say. I, I feel like I'm gonna say Mexican Taco Bell has graduated out of Mexican food to just we like we can't you can't call it that to anyone. With a straight right. face anymore. Oh, Chipotle, oh for I didn't sure. realize Someone people still call Mexican food, to be honest with you. If people still call right. that Mexican food, I, I wouldn't take them seriously either. I'd say Mexican yeah, is probably that... close, although Chinese is close, too. We've ruined Chinese, too. With Panda Express. Well, I mean, it's pretty tasty. I'll eat it, but yeah, yeah. it's not authentic I mean, so it's just pizza. Chinese we, food. The pizza's tasty, too, right. but we've ruined that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by it's ruined, the flavor by the way, blastification. To be, fair, to be fair, by ruined, I don't mean we... I mean, we we ruined what it's a, it's a, it's, it's original. Not authentic. We've right. ruined it as it's a, as it was in its original form. It barely right. resembles its original form. We've completely changed form. it. But right. we we've still Americanized call it, that. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But I think pizza is. Uh, uh, to be fair, pizza does kind of fall into the Taco Bell place where no one's saying let's get Italian and then ordering Little Caesars. <laughs> right. That would be, <laughs> dude. That would be hilarious. That would but be a they good will comedy skit. But they but they would do it with Olive Garden. They would definitely do it right. with Olive Garden. It would be that'd be an interesting test, like, because even if you like, if you say, see, here's the weird thing, dude. If I were to say let's get Chinese, mm-hmm. I would go to the little Chinese restaurant in my town. Whereas if I wanted Panda, I would say let's get Panda Express. Now I, I'm I've never worked in the food industry, but I do have some experience in the marketing world, and I would guarantee you they did endless studies on when I say. This restaurant, let's say in comparison to our competitors, what 
do you what's the first sort of thing that comes to mind in comparison so you know i'm you know if you're talking about olive garden i bet you italian food might be high up there and and Mm -hmm. then and then you know that sort of or if you're talking about taco bell mexican food's not even you know top five so but but they're like late night or they're like hi i'm high you know so like (laughs) So like, but I say that because the, you see it in the marketing. You know, right. Olive Garden's like, come in for a nice Tuscan blah blah blah, and the Sicilian blah blah blah. And you go to right. Taco Bell where they at some point the pretended Tuscany the, the, sampler. At some point they pretended to be Mexican food, but now they don't anymore. They're like, we're the fourth meal. Come in at three in the morning and get satiate like satiated. You know, it's like right. they're just like for the for the low lives, uh, starving for food at three in the morning. Because we know what you're doing. <laughs> Come to us while while Olive Garden's still like we, you know, they have the vines of fake grapes up in the in the in the dining room because it's like we're Italian, you know, because people still right. connote it with that. So I bet you there's a lot of a lot of studies that we or we're not privy to on what people are, what how people, you know, connote or you know, comp- you know, what what the, when they when they hear a restaurant, what is it that they first think of? Right. I'm going to start doing that now, though, Jared. Be like, let's get Italian, and then be like, all right, what pizza do you want? People would be like, what? <laughs> why, so, why are you calling Pizza Hut? <laughs> so, We're getting Italian. We're getting pizza. <laughs> Outback is a great example, because I, 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 I know they have an Australian in the commercials. Uh, do they still? I don't know if they still do. When we were I kids, know. I don't watch TV like that. But when we were kids, they had some Australian, like, come in and get some shrimp on the barbie, you know? <laughs> Dodge the dingoes and come into Outback Steakhouse. Um, get you a bloomin' onion, mate. <laughs> which I don't think, which is so funny that they like say that's the Australian. I, I, once again, I don't even know what they eat in Australia, but I don't think it's a yeah. bloomin' onion. Um, Probably not. But I don't really even attribute, I, I like, I don't even attribute Outback with australian anymore unless like you bring it up i'm like oh right their marketing campaign did used to be did used to have like some crocodile dundee dude like um right (laughs) like doing the uh voiceovers but it's just like yeah it's just like a steakhouse you know yeah it's like are australians just obsessed with steak i bet you we in america are way more obsessed with steak than australians are yeah i think that's probably a fairly (laughs) accurate (laughs) statement i would say yeah, it's it's weird how that works, though, Jared. And uh, we definitely do have our own way of doing it here in the U.S. when it comes to food. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's summed up between flavor classification, uh, stealing from other cultures, mm-hmm. and slavery. Yep. Well, th- there you go, folks. You heard it here. Let us know what some of your favorite American foods are or uh, aspects of American foods at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. And also check us out on Instagram and YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. I haven't eaten dinner yet, and I am getting ready for some i think we might even have some trash pizza jared i'm pretty excited nice nice i haven't eaten yet either but i have plans to cook something so i'm starving but i probably won't eat for another hour at this what are you going to cook i marinated a piece of flank steak that actually has (laughs) this is so perfect that we're talking about uh american foods too because it has like an asian marinade on it that i put on the other day 
Um, look at you stealing people's culture for your culinary enjoyment, Jared. Yeah, yeah, appropriated it. Uh, put some. What I also did is crinkled up some flaming hot Cheetos and sprinkled that in the marinade as well. Head <laughs> <And>, uh, America, <laughs> you have your Mountain Dew to drink, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I'm just I have some broccoli and some rice, nothing special, but I'm excited for this for this steak for this flank steak. Nice. I think flank that steak good. is one of my new favorite cuts of steak. It's very versatile. What you could do with it. Been having oh, fun nice. with that in my life. Okay. Look at you. That's that's cool. Yeah. I'm excited though too, dude. Speaking of cooking, I got I finally decided like I had bought like a really cheap like camp cooking set mm-hmm. that has like a small tea kettle, a pot, and a pan. And I decided, you know what? A lot of the like uh, camping people I've been watching on YouTube and like trying to learn a lot of this stuff from, they all have like a decent like set of cast iron skillets. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy them. So I have a I have six four. inch, an eight inch, and a ten inch. You have four of them.